Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Hey, welcome back to the old savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome to the second hour of Rudy Maxa's World, the travel show you can trust. Trust with what, you ask? Well, good question. You can trust me to deliver travel deals. Those are coming up at the end of the hour. To deliver travel news that affects you and to bring you interviews with interesting guests, one of whom is coming up in just a moment. Uh, I, I want to repeat something. I made one mistake. I was talking about this sudden shutdown of Qantas Airlines today um, in, uh, in, uh, by Australia. They shut down their worldwide airline operation. Um, it, I told you it was due to a strike by three of their labor unions. I was incorrect. The labor unions have been negotiating with no luck. And for that point, management's been, for, uh, for that matter, management's been negotiating with no luck. This was actually an executive decision by management to shut down the airline in a way to try to force meaningful negotiations. I don't know that I've ever heard of an airline doing that. So this is not a strike by labor. It's a management decision. It's sort of a nuclear option, as my friend Joe Brancatelli, uh, who corrected me, uh, told me. Um, so this is a global shutdown. It's, it's going to paralyze people, all, uh, folks all over the country. I also said that uh, United was their co-chair. Qantas is, I'm sorry, I should have known this. Qantas is co-chairs with American Airlines. So uh, American Airlines flights are not, and British Airways, its other co-chair, are not affected by this. It's only the actual Qantas flight. So if you're flying on a code chair on an American Airlines or British Airways plane, you're going to be okay. But if you're flying a Qantas flight, you know, they're going to go day by day. Check their website at Qantas.com, excuse me, Q-A-N-T-A-S, even though it's Qantas, it's Qantas, really, Q-A-N-T-S, and find out what's going on. All right. I want to do a update you on that. I'm shocked <clears throat> by management's move here. Uh, as I said, as I said in the first hour several times, I'm coming to you this weekend from the very, very lovely Jefferson Hotel in downtown Washington, D.C. Step out the door of the hotel and look to the right down 16th Street. You'll see the front facade of the White House. That's how well located it is. Uh, I frequented this hotel's restaurant when I worked a block away at the Washington Post many years ago, but the hotel was entirely renovated two years ago, and the result is spectacular. As I said, when I open the show the first hour, you'll think you're in a five-star hotel in Paris or London when you check in. You can look at pictures of this hotel at jeffersondc.com. I'm broadcasting uh, uh, just off the Jefferson's Marble Lobby, and in just a few minutes, we're going to chat with Pulitzer Prize-winning columnist from the uh, Washington Bureau of the Chicago, Tri Tri Chicago Tribune, Clarence Page, about it, uh, what it's like to travel with a presidential candidate. Then we're going to talk with one of my favorite restaurateurs, Gus D'Amelo, about how who is in the White House has influenced restaurants and their menus over the past 60 years, not just in Washington, but in the country. And a few years ago, workers dug a very big hole in front of the Capitol to create the Capitol Visitor's Center. Then they covered it up again. We'll learn about how you can best visit the Capitol and some of the uh, odd questions that visitors ask. Uh, we're going to talk with Tom Fontana, who's been, Fontana, excuse me, who's been showing people around the place for years. And just before my deals of the week, we'll meet the man whose company manages this hotel. Philip Wood has wide experience with luxury hotels. He's also a wine expert, which means he's undoubtedly pleased with the hotel's sommelier, uh, Michael Scafidi, who's been accumulating the hotel's collection of Madeira or fortified wine, which was, of course, the drink of choice among the founding fathers. Uh, but I wanted to start this Washington show with a Washington topic having to do with a very unique and narrow 
section of the travel world, which is journalists following presidential candidates or political candidates around the country. Clarence Page is an old friend of mine. We worked together on the Ohio University Post. He was a year or two ahead of me. He's a Pulitzer Prize-winning syndicated columnist with the Chicago Tribune based here in the DC's, in D.C.'s Bureau. Welcome to the show, Clarence. Nice to have you on. Thank you. Great to be on, Rudy. And usually I'm the one listening to your show to get advice. So thanks for having me. Well, the feeling's mutual. Uh, if the name is familiar, you know Clarence Face from many. He's, a, he's one of Washington's great talking heads. Uh, you'll see him a lot on, for example, the Keith Olbermann show and, and, and others. So, Clar so if his voice sounds familiar, you know who he is. Clarence, uh, how, first of all, explain for, for, for folks who haven't ever followed a campaign how that happens, particularly a presidential campaign. It's not as if you hear the president's going to Des Moines and you try to find a commercial flight and follow him, is it? <laughs> well, sometimes it can be like that, but uh, usually uh, the candidate uh, has a, a plane or a bus or something for you to hook up with. Uh, but uh, uh, sometimes you uh, go and uh, 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 rendezvous with the campaign in a particular city or location. Uh, you know, this can vary from state to state, and, and because the process is such that in Iowa, which is a, a real retail politics state, uh, you have uh, there it's very important for candidates to shake hands with every single voter in the state, and they all feel offended if you don't shake hands with them. Uh, whereas a lot of other big states, uh, they, they, have, they have what's called the air game, which is mostly TV ads, so you, you don't travel as much on land in those states. Uh, in uh, Clarence, in, 19, in 1973, you and I are old enough to remember that, uh, the journalist Timothy Krauss wrote sort of the seminal nonfiction book dealing with uh, life on the road for reporters called Boys on the Bus. Remember yep, that? Yep, that's right. And it was about the press corps covering the 72 uh, presidential election. Are there yep. still, I mean, ha have you been on one of those planes where everybody's a reporter and you're following somebody? Uh, yeah, I have uh, in the past, uh, not yet this election cycle, and not so much in the last one. I must say, after you've gone Air Force One, you never go back or never want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like at Air Force One? Uh, Air Force, well, you saw the movie uh, with Harrison Ford? Yeah, well, <laughs> it is yeah. eerie. It is just like the movie. Uh, they they model that that set of theirs uh, just you know every uh, hammer and nail exactly like the real Air Force One. Except I don't believe there's really that trap door in the back of the plane. <laughs> well, is, the, it, is it luxurious travel? Luxurious. Are they serving you great food? It's like being on a class A yacht uh, in the air, uh, and the absolute smoothest takeoffs and landings I've ever had. Uh, and because I was traveling as a pundit now, you know, I, I moved up from grunt reporter to commentator. Yes. Uh, I and some of the other, E.J. Uh, uh, e. Dion, several other uh, people who were you know, Washington pundits, we all came on, you might say, say, the first class door and got to sit in these lovely leather easy chairs with seat belts on them, but nobody telling us to belt up, uh, while the real grunt reporters and uh, the pool reporters and photographers are, are in the back of the plane, uh, which is called the uh, zoo part, which is only the equivalent of your average first-class accommodations on a 747, say. But, now, the taxpayers uh, are not paying for this, are they? Uh, the actual—well, uh, as long as it's not a, a strictly political trip, the taxpayers don't pay for it. The campaign has to pay for it. But because you're president, you know, you, you can go around to different uh, locations, uh, uh, and it, it can be uh, 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 part of the duty of the president, like, uh, you know, Barack Obama's going around— uh, now uh, uh, pitching his uh, jobs bill or his recovery plan or his stimulus, uh, and uh, I know the the Republicans howl that these are political trips, uh, but we know they're dealing with 
pending legislation too. But doesn't your organ, in your case, Chicago Tribune have, to, Tribune have to pay the equivalent of a first class fare for your seat? That is correct. Yeah, the taxpayers don't pay for my seat. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's what I meant. I meant uh, the taxpayers yeah. pay for all these but, reporters. No, but that's that's again, if it's a campaign trip. Uh, whereas you know, when I went on Air Force One, it was uh, well after Obama uh, got into office, uh, they just at the last minute invited several of us pundits to join him on, on his first trip back to Chicago. The only catch was I had to find my own way back to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you can do that. Clarence Page is a syndicated columnist, a Pulitzer Prize winner. He's with the Chicago Tribune and the D.C. Bureau. Hey, Clarence, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure, Rudy. When we come back, we're going to talk about how who's in the White House affects menus in Washington Rudy restaurants. And maybe phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Cocknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Cocknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moor, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Cocknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com. Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing, fast-acting, dual-action tabs and targeted cream you rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling, gone. Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from dizziness and queasiness. Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. Get in the zone! High gas prices got you down? AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy. Right now at AutoZone, save $2 on a 6-ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. Uh, what time is it here? It is about... Oh, 18 minutes after the hour here at the Jefferson Hotel in downtown Washington, D.C. This portion of Rudy Max's world is brought to you by discoverireland.com forward slash the West Coast, which is to say the West Coast of Ireland. Uh, that's a place with breathtaking landscapes and authentic cultural heritage and local folks who would love to sit down and have a Guinness with you. The West Coast of Ireland, yours to discover. You can find more information at discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast, or you can visit the radio show website at rudymaxa.com. And right there on the homepage is a link to 
to uh, discover ireland.com forward slash west coast um gus demilo is uh, demilo i'm sorry gus is uh, is an old friend of mine I, when i was a young reporter in washington he was a young restaurateur in washington he still is but somehow i've gotten older and uh he and two partners opened a restaurant called dc coast that is still thriving uh, at uh, 14th and K Streets here in Washington, D.C. And since then, they've opened, they now have opened six restaurants, Gus? Six restaurants now. Oh, yes. my goodness. Um, and I wanted Gus to, to join me to talk a little about how trends over 50 or 60 years in Washington in the restaurant business are affected by the politics of what's going on and who's in the White House. But first, I want to hear a little about you, Gus. How'd you get in the restaurant business? I know that you have said that eating and drinking are the greatest forms of social activity known to man, and you certainly proved that. Well, uh, I, I enjoy eating. I enjoy watching people eat. You can learn a lot from people by what they eat. Uh, but uh, I purely What, what by, do you mean by that? You can learn a lot from watching people by what they eat. Like what, for example? How they enjoy the food, what they order, what they eat. I, I find that you can really get to know people with their, with their personalities. I find eating a very social event. Well, it is. What did you discover about my personality watching me eat for years, including <laughs> a, couple days ago, a couple days ago at lunch at your newest restaurant, District Commons? Yes. What, did you I, learn, what do you learn about me? Well, that I, uh, things that I've already known about you from watching you over the years. But uh, you are very uh, uh, interested in food, and you and you uh, a lot of your. I watch your travel shows too, and a lot of those shows are not just about scenery; it's about the food and the culture of the area that you experience. Okay. All right. So, how did you get into this industry? Purely by accident. I came, I moved here to D.C. right right out of college to go to graduate school. And uh, started working like everyone else does to pay for graduate school in the restaurant industry and sort of uh, just fell into it and never got out of it. I just uh, stayed with it. I enjoyed it. I love the idea that I'm not confined to an office, that I meet people, different people every day. I'm challenged every day uh, by different events to please people. I like seeing people happy. I love walking to my restaurants and seeing people laughing. Now, Jeff Tunks is one of your partners, and he's really sort of the head chef for the restaurants. What is your role? I, I'm, I'm more operations and service, uh, a concept development and design, and I do a lot of the marketing. All right. You have seen presidents come and go in this town in Washington, D.C. Right. How does the personality of a president or the White House or an administration uh, subtly or not so subtly impact cuisine, what kind of restaurants are popular, what kind of food is popular at any given decade or five years, four years? Wow. Uh, I, well, I think back to the Kennedys. What was hot during the Kennedys? French. All French food. I remember French, Reeve Gauche was Reeve Gauche, Ronnie Swaz. So you, you know, the, all of them were there then. And Ronnie Swaz was that restaurant where all the waiters run roller skates. Do I remember right. correctly? It was, uh, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. I remember those restaurants. But they slowly kind of faded away and things became... Uh, I think, you know, presidents are voted uh, in by, uh, by uh, a majority of uh, people in the country. And, and it kind of dictates their attitude, whether it's uh, an attitude of conservatism, change, youth, whatever, prog pro progressive thoughts. And I think we went into an era of a conservative after Kennedy because restaurants became very conservative in D.C. They became very blah. And then you saw this now, renaissance. Now, are we blaming this on... I mean, Lyndon Johnson no, obviously no. served out the last, but then came Richard Nixon for a right. long time. Right. And that's and when I moved to D.C., it was um, just as Nixon was starting. 
And he wasn't exactly a gourmand, was he? He was a meat and potatoes guy, and he didn't right. go to and restaurants. So, uh, well, in the in the in the French restaurants were dying off then. Okay. They were dying off, and uh, the steakhouses were opening up and doing great, and uh, that kind of uh, thing. But the the renaissance of restaurant industry in D.C. has been just incredible to watch. And when did that really the high boogie start? You think About under- 10 years. 10 years, you can see a remarkable change. I mean, we've had our company for almost 14 years now. And, uh, in, and in the last 10 years, the change has been remarkable. People, when we opened up our restaurant, people talked about going to New York or Philadelphia to check out the restaurant scene and what's happening. And, uh, and then bring it, and then they would come back to live in D.C. and work in D.C., but they went out to the to New York. We wanted to bring New York and L.A. and all that to D.C., and uh, they, now it's—we have such incredible chefs here now. Before, we had Jean-Louis, who was, like, our big-name chef, and we had Roberto Donna at the time, and uh, and now we have uh, we have so many of them. Well, Jose— uh, Andreas uh, Andreas came has in gotten huge about, around oh, the world huge. now. huge. When he first came—I met him when he first came— uh, with Roberto Alvarez, and uh, they opened up Paleos. And uh, so I go way back with Jose and watching him grow and become such an influential chef nationwide, internationally, actually. Sure. No, he's a big guy. And uh, it just makes me proud to be in D.C. Well, let's go back just a little. So I, I do remember when uh, uh, Jimmy Carter was in the White House and he brought a lot of his Southern friends. I do remember a uh, uh, red, white, and blue became hot for a while. It was a barbecue house Barbe- st- started by, uh, I think, somebody sort of tied in with it. Who was one of the investors? Was it James Carver, investor? I don't, I don't know who exactly were the investors, but they were tied into the political system yeah. somewhere. And uh, and uh, th- that's how they all started the barbecue, the good old southern uh, right. southern boys right and then <laughs> and then under george well let's let's flash to the fore we, we now uh, we've now got uh, uh, president obama in office do you think he and his wife particularly with her you know farm to table in the backyard of the white house uh, uh, movement do you think he has influenced menus and restaurants in the united states or his, I, his administration I, th- I think both of them have i think she has uh, uh, michelle obama is the first lady as much as the president has influenced uh, uh, what's going on in restaurants now people want to eat healthier it is not just a trend. It's a real uh, change of uh, lifestyle that people are looking for. They want to know where their food is coming from. They want to know. How, uh, they want to know what the the. The footprint is, you know, how damaging it is, and uh, you know, people, to get the food to to your table. Right. The, I mean, the uh, carbon uh, footprint. Yeah. You know, uh, the unfortunate thing about uh, the our our food industry is we have uh, a lot of mass-produced food. And so people are looking for things that are healthier, that don't have hormones and chemicals. And and farm-to-table is really bigger, as locally as you can. That was our whole idea about our recent venture, was to, to highlight the great things that are happening Recent now. venture being District Commons. District Commons. And right and next to District Commons is B, yeah, BTS, BTS, Burger, Burger Tap, Tap and Shake. Shake. And that's a great burger house with, with you know every patty handmade. You make, you make your own buns. You've got... Fresh milkshakes. I mean, Everything. natural milkshakes, I should say. 
a burger, a cheeseburger, is about as American as you can get. Right. So we wanted to do something to highlight. Our whole idea was to, there was French brasseries, Belgian brasseries opening up, everybody doing charcuterie platters. We wanted to highlight what's going on here in this country. So we opened up District Commons is an American, classic American tavern. This is like America. a couple of months ago, right? Right, uh, about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And then Burger Tap and Shake. Knowing that cheeseburgers are they're just part of our society, but why not have a healthy one? Why not have one that is all uh, natural, not frozen? We make it every day in, in, uh, in the restaurant. We make our rolls every day. We even pickle our own pickles. We do everything ourselves from scratch. Has the president stopped by? Not yet, so I'm hoping he will. Have you had a president eat in any of your six restaurants? Yes, I have. Uh, 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 President Obama has eaten at uh, a couple of the restaurants. Michelle has. Name the restaurant. Clinton. Uh, Name the at, restaurants, guys. At uh, one of the restaurants I used to work at. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which right. is fine. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Obama, he, he, uh, he, he has eaten at um, Tenpen and Saba. Tenpen Saba. He has been there with Michelle? No, he was by himself. Michelle has been at Obama, uh, and Michelle has been at Acadiana a couple times. I wouldn't be surprised if they stopped by Burger Tap and Shake as well. I hope so. Gustamillo is uh, a restaurant tour, and that's putting it mildly here in Washington D.C. You can check out his latest restaurant, uh, as I did for lunch very happily several days ago when I got to Washington. It is called District Commons. It's hard by, right by George Washington University, and it's a terrific place. And if you want a more informal lunch, right next door is Burger Tap and Shake. Gus, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Only in Washington would the president affect restaurants and menus. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about how to visit the capital the right way. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Our school doesn't need a gym. And we don't need more buses. We need new books. And a place to put them. The Advil Congestion Relief Project is committed to helping communities get the right relief for their real problem. Send your community story to congestionreliefproject.com for the chance to be next. The Advil Congestion Relief Project. The right relief for the real problem. No purchase necessary open to U.S. legal residents 18 and older. Void where prohibited. Runs 1017 to 1412. See official rules at congestionreliefproject.com. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 
And if you missed the show or you heard something in the show you'd like to pass along to a friend, go to RudyMaxa.com. That's the uh, radio show website for the show. And uh, oh, about around Monday evening or so, the podcast for this weekend shows will be up, and you can listen to it. You can email it. Just forward it immediately to a friend if you heard something you think of as of interest. Uh, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I'm your genial host, Rudy Maxa, and we're coming to you live from Washington, D.C., from the fabulous Jefferson Hotel. Walk out the door, look to the right down 16th Street, and there's the front fa the facade of the White House. It's very well located. Take a right down M Street, and 15 minutes later, walking, you're in Georgetown. You're two blocks away from a subway uh, metro stop, or subway is a uh, metro, as they call it here in D.C. So if you hear a little ambient noise in the background, that's fine, because we're just off the uh, gilded and marbled lobby of the Jefferson Hotel, one of my favorite hotels when I was here as a reporter for 30 years, and it was totally renovated and reopened two years ago. This is the first time I've seen the new Jefferson, and uh, I love the old one, but boy, this one is quite the place. Um, we're going to talk in our next uh, segment with Phil Wood, the managing director of this hotel, find out a little about the state of luxury these days. But meanwhile, if you go visit the Capitol, we're, this man, our next guest, Tom Fontana, is the director of communications and marketing at the Capitol Visitors Center. He's taken a lot of people around the Capitol. And in the old days, in the old, day, in the old days, you just sort of walked up to the Capitol and took your luck. Is that a, a, a fair statement, Tom? Uh, yes, uh, Rudy, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. Uh, in, in the past, before 9-11, uh, people were able to wander around the campus, wander into the Capitol, even on a late Saturday afternoon or even on a Sunday, but everything got constrained and curtailed after 9-11 and then was only guided and escorted tours into the Capitol. So you and your colleagues dug a really big hole, didn't you? That's correct. Uh, imagine five football fields and taking that down about 60 feet. Uh, we had hit a layer of soil that hadn't seen the light of day for about 78 million years. So uh, once we finished digging the hole, then we were able to build up the facility. And it took the better part of five years to complete it. Uh, but uh, we opened on December 2nd, about three years ago, 2008. And we're just about to welcome our seven millionth visitor into the facility. Seven millions in three years. That's an extraordinary number. So the Capitol Visit Center is entirely underground, so as not to uh, uh, spoil the view of the uh, mall, which the Capitol anchors on one end. So I, I noticed going online to the Capitol Visitor Center, whose website, by the way, is visit the Capitol. That's with an O-L, Capitol. Correct. Uh, visit the Capitol .gov, uh, that you can make advanced reservations. That's correct, and that's a huge benefit. In the past, people, even on a day like today where it's pouring rain out on a Saturday, people would wait, have waited an hour, sometimes two, especially during the peak spring season. There was sometimes a three-hour wait. And after 9-11, when the tours got constrained, people were being turned away as early as 10 o'clock in the morning because all the tickets had been distributed, whereas now we're welcoming people into the Capitol as late as 4, 4.15 in the afternoon. So it's a huge benefit. Uh, and, yes, you can reserve tickets online up to three months in advance, and this way you can plan your day more appropriately when you visit Capitol Hill. I would hardly recommend visit the capital, C-A-P-I-T-O-L dot gov, uh, as a way to plan a trip, particularly if you're coming with kids who get anxious waiting in line. Well, I get anxious waiting in line for that matter. Now, Tom, you have worked a long time there, and you used to, did you used to be a guide there? Do I remember that correctly? Uh, no, actually, uh, I had come over from uh, a job as a communications officer from the Pentagon, uh, oh. and on September 10th, 2001 was the day I told my boss I would be taking a job at the Capitol, and then I ended up working on the crash site for uh, a number of weeks before before coming over as the communications officer for the visitor center. But as the, as the construction proceeded, I did have to give many, many site tours for members of Congress and staff to the tune of about 3,000 now. Now you, but you must hear from your guide some of the more unusual questions that visitors ask. Can you share a couple of those with us? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, one of my favorite questions is, uh, why is the Statue of Freedom on top of the dome uh, facing east? And there's so many different poetic answers. Uh, Some people say that the sun will never set on the face of freedom, uh, or some like to say that uh, the city designer, Pierre L'Enfant, had designed the city toward the east. Uh, Some people actually believe the statue rotates uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, (laughs) But it it faces east for the very simple reason that the front of the Capitol was the east front of the Capitol. It was the processional front where members on their horses and carriages would have come up to the building, whereas the west front, that sloping uh, terrace there, uh, was uh, not. That was more of a garden front. It was a very heavily forested area. There wasn't until 1980, when Ronald Reagan was inaugurated, he wanted to face his home state of California, and so uh, the inaugurations began to occur on the west front of the Capitol beginning in January of 1981. I didn't know that. So the iconic uh, uh, picture that most of us have in our mind of the Capitol from the evening news, which is the mall looking up at the Capitol, is actually the back of the Capitol, and, yes. and Columbia, the Statue of Columbia, is on the top looking toward Anacostia and Capitol Hill, as it were. That's right. Uh, her name is Freedom, and she was actually a beautiful story about the Statue of Freedom. It was installed on December 2nd, 1863, during the height of the Civil War. Abraham Lincoln had insisted that the construction of the dome go on as a sign that the Union would go on, and right there during the middle of the war, that statue was completed, and he actually insisted on a 35-gun salute to recognize even those states that had seceded, believing that the Union would prevail. Three years, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tommy. We only have 20 seconds left. Give me okay. another dumb question people ask. Uh, they want to know if we actually ask, come to the building, they want to know where the president sits. And <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that that's a different branch of government. Uh, the president doesn't work in the Capitol. Uh, that's the executive branch a couple miles down the road. So we often hear that question. So we have a great exhibition hall that tells that story. Tom Vandana is the director of communications and marketing for the Capitol Visitor Center. The website is visitthecapital. That's with an O-L dot gov. Tom, thanks for joining us. Uh, my pleasure, Rudy. Thank you. We'll be right back. We're going to talk to the man in charge here at the Jefferson. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Advil Congestion Relief presents The Woman Who Cried Mucus. Once there was a congested woman. I blame mucus. And everyone believed her. Mucus. Mucus. But she blamed mucus one too many times. I blame mucus. All right, stop blaming me. Stop crying mucus when the real problem is often swelling. Try Advil Congestion Relief. It reduces swelling due to nasal inflammation. Advil Congestion Relief. The right relief for the real problem. Visit AdvilCongestionRelief.com. Use as directed. Get in the zone. High gas prices got you down? AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy. Right now at AutoZone, save $2 on a 6-ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. GEICO makes it so simple to save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. But why stop there? GEICO finds every possible way to save you even more money. Good driver discounts, multi-car discounts, even good student discounts. And don't forget our looking fine discount. A discount for the attractive folk like yourselves. OK, there's not really a looking fine discount, just seeing if you're paying attention. It's not a bad idea, though. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com to see how much you could save. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. 
I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing, fast-acting... Dual-action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling, gone. Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from dizziness and queasiness. Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles, from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take Trips, Not Chances. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. It's 52 minutes after the hour. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're back in Rudy Maxa's world. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Glad you are. You can visit us at RudyMaxa.com for podcasts or other travel information or link to our sponsors. I guess Thomas Jefferson wouldn't mind if the guy running the Jefferson Hotel was a Brit. I guess he wouldn't mind. He's my next guest. His name is Philip Wood, and he is the president and principal operator of Arden Grove Hospitality. You don't need to remember that name. The important thing is the Jefferson Hotel is one of uh, the luxury hotels in uh, uh, Philip's portfolio. Philip, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us in the hotel. Thank you. I just think of myself as a delayed pioneer, Rudy. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm sure. Do you care, have an American passport? I do. I mean, you've worked a long time in the hotel yeah, industry in absolutely. the United States. I met you at the point, which was uh, at the time it was probably about ten years ago, and or eleven years ago, and it was uh, no, it was longer than that, twelve years ago, and it was like a thousand dollars a night there, which was unthinkable for American resorts at the time. I think. That's right. Uh, actually, now that's probably less than a fifty percent discount. But, um, <laughs> yes, the point was truly That was in Lake Placid, remarkable. outside Lake Placid, Saranac Lake, up right. in the Adirondacks, yes. And, and it, it really was truly a magnificent property because originally it was a Rockefeller great camp, and we did everything we could to maintain that Rockefeller essence and, and even camaraderie around the dinner table, as you know. It was quite, it was, it was Ralph Lauren would have been envious of the appointments. <laughs> it was a fabulous uh, hotel. But you are now in, in, in an urban setting. Um, and you told me just uh, during the commercial break that Larry King used to do his radio show. Show from That's here. correct. The old Jefferson before, I think he was in suspenders. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was interviewing Thomas Jefferson, wasn't he? <laughs> well, almost. <laughs> or at least one of his heirs, anyway. But yes, and, and so it has a tradition of radio broadcast, which, uh, so it's great to have you here rekindling that spirit. Well, I wonder if that means I'll be on CNN with my nightly show soon. <laughs> let's hope for it. That, that's so. apparently where you go to from that's here, right? right? We'll put it on the website. Uh, if you hear ambient noise in the background, that's, uh, that's the lobby, the very polished marble, black and white 
checkerboard diamond uh, black and white uh, squares of the marble in the in the Jefferson Hotel's uh, lobby. So that's perfectly natural, and we're doing the show live from the Jeff. So that's that explains that. Uh, Philip, luxury when it, that word when applied to hotels has over the last several decades changed a couple times. Walk us through some of that, will you? Well, at least, and I think it's like the other word that you hear hackneyed around now. That's uh, boutique. Um, In today's parlance, boutique is anything 250 rooms or less, where in reality, when it was first introduced, um, it it was more the the independent, small, fewer than 100 rooms was really the the criteria. But luxury, again, means many different things to different people now. And and sometimes, I think, in our industry, uh, we confuse formality with luxury. And I think that uh, that's not what it's about. It's really more about personalization, and that's our goal here. And to hear Brits say formality is not really what it's all about is uh, is a breakthrough, I think. You've been in America too long, clearly. Well, uh, I also have a wife who's training me, so let's leave it at that. She's American. Well, now... Uh, when I used to think about luxury hotels, I, I thought of, you know, packing the bathroom with amenities and so on. Uh, and, and that's, I mean, you certainly have lovely amenities in the bathroom. I don't mean to suggest you don't. But that sort of had its day. And then, as you say, it was all boutique hotels and, and people who look like actors and actresses dressed in black, showing you to your room, but not particularly in a warm way. Um, so you, are, are you saying it's service now? As, and you Much just take, more. And we take the other stuff for granted? Much more so. I, I think the benchmark has, keeps rising. And, and over the years, I've seen the luxury hotel industry try to outdo each other. I remember back in my days when I was running a Four Seasons hotel in Canada, it was a standard corporate joke that you could always tell a Four Seasons customer because of the amenities. The reason was they were one of the first companies to put shampoos in the room, and it was a Vidal Sassoon shampoo with a tear-off package. Mm. But when your hands are wet, you couldn't tear it off. So you had to use your teeth. So we always joked that the Four Seasons customer foamed at the mouth and you knew who they were. <laughs> I have never heard that one. Uh, how do you – we've only got a minute left, uh, Philip. I hate only having a minute left with a hotelier with this your, much, your experience. But how do you train a staff? to connect with a, with a guest? It's really about having them understand that they are as much the owners as the person who actually owns the bricks and mortar. We, we encourage our staff and, and spend a lot of time with the training process to make them understand that the guests are going to know them far more than they might Philip Wood. They're the first contact, and they ought to treat it like they're the hosts and hostesses. And we spend a lot of time not so much making the standards so rigid that you know exactly what the answer is going to be, you know, the, uh, let me show you the way, but, but more that they can add their own personality and be a little bit more more themselves, but still retain that hospitality essence where they are the hosts and they are the hostesses. Couldn't put it better uh, uh, for for what I look for in a hotel and what I think most travelers, if they knew to look for it, would look for it. And uh, I, I do think it's trickling down a bit also to, to hotels, uh, you know, we would say a four or three star hotel. People are understanding that that warmth is valuable. I, I appreciate your joining us, Philip. No question. But I think our advantage is that the Jefferson is small enough that we can make it really personal. Bingo. Nice to join you. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Philip Wood is the uh, managing director of this hotel. Hope you do stop by. Stick around. I'll be right back with a deal of the week or two. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. When you hear him say one minute, I'm 
Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 52 minutes after the hour. Nice to have you here. I'm at the Jefferson Hotel in Washington, D.C. Uh, you know, I'm a former Washington Post, well, scandal monger. Uh, before I became a travel journalist, I was a scandal monger. Um, and uh, there are within several blocks of this hotel, a number of hotels, and the Jefferson is among them, that have been the, certainly the hotels weren't involved in the scandal, but guests were. Uh, it was in 1996, just as Bill Clinton was accepting uh, his party's nomination to be president, that the supermarket tabloid called The Star uh, photographed uh, Bill Clinton's top political advisor named Dick Morris in a bathrobe on a hotel balcony here in the Jefferson. He was happened to be not with Mrs. Morris, but with a $200 an hour call girl. And so with that tabloid picture, the Jefferson joined the pantheon of other D.C. hotels famous for political scandals. For example, the Watergate, which is actually not within two blocks, but these other ones are. It was the Mayflower Hotel, two blocks away from here, where New York Governor Elliot Spitzer frolicked with his $3,000 a night paramour. He was a lot richer than Dick Morris. Um, uh, the Madison Hotel is two blocks away, and that's where D.C. Uh, Major Mer Mayor, excuse me, Marion Barry uh, was photographed with hidden cameras by police smoking a crap crack pipe. And the Hay Adams is a couple blocks away, where at least four meetings were held during the Reagan administration to cajole illegal contributions for the White House's covert Iran-Contra operations. Here's it's a little complicated, but let me simplify it for you. The operation, the plan was for the United States to sell weapons through Israel to Iran in order to get money to fund Nicaraguan rebels who we didn't like, uh, who we wanted to overthrow the government in Nicaragua. It was that scandal that cost Colonel Oliver North his White House job at the National Security Council. Now, as a scandalmonger reporter in D.C., I love all that stuff. Loved all that stuff. Uh, but I got to tell you, as a guest uh, at the hotel here, um, I, I love thinking back on those days and, and those stories that made history. This hotel well, I don't want to say the phrase reeks with history, um, because first of all, I don't like the word reeks. But second of all, Thomas Jefferson didn't actually stay here. This hotel was uh, built in the 20th century. Uh, but it really is a uh, monument to Thomas Jefferson in a way. It's architecture, it's designs, it's room furnishings. It's, it's, a, it's an overwhelmingly comfortable hotel that Thomas Jefferson would have been comfortable in, and, and uh, I think you would be as well. So uh, that's what I wanted to say. By the way, there's the bar here, the Quill Bar, features the only solid glass bar. It's colored orange. The only solid glass bar in North America, and it's fashioned after the blue bar at the Plaza Atene in Paris. Uh, uh, you only got, well, one or two more days to, to order the October special drink, which is a pumpkin margarita, um, which I'm sure I'm going to imbibe in before the weekend is over. All right, we're coming to the end of the hour, which means a couple of deals of the week. Hit that sound thing there. Yeah, there we go, the big cash register in the sky. Well, if you're headed to New York City on a budget after the new year, uh, Affinia Hotels are offering a deal beginning at 11 a.m. on 11-11-11, November 11th. You can book Sunday night stays for $111.11. You get the idea here. And that booking window closes at 11 uh, p.m., but you've got to uh, do it uh, very soon. It's only good for travel uh, between January 2nd and March 31st, and it's only good for Sunday nights. You've got to use the promo code 11. So go to uh, affiniahotels.com and check that out. In honor of Veterans Day, which is 11-11, November 11th, uh, Tabacon, the Tabacon Grand Spa Thermal Resort in Costa Rica, which is a five-star resort, or says it is. I haven't been there, so I can't attest to that. It's offering a year-round 30% discount to active military servicemen and women, veterans, and their families. Room rates with that discount begin at $136 for a superior room based on double occupancy, and that includes taxes. It's valid November of 1st of this year through November 1 of 2012. You can find information at tabacon.com. 
That's T-A-B-A-C-O-N, Tabacon. And Air New Zealand is offering $500 off any adult economy class fare for travel from Los Angeles to Auckland between November 20th and December 4th, and you can return as late as December 15th. So you can start flying on November 20th, return as late as December 15th. But here's the catch. Listen carefully. If you want to deal to, uh, to Australia and you can fly out of uh, Los Angeles, uh, you've got to book your ticket by October 31st, which is this Monday, Halloween Day. So book before uh, the end of the day, the close of uh, the day on Monday. This is a great time to go to New Zealand. Remember, uh, when it's winter here, it's summer there. And uh, if you're on the West Coast, there's a discount on lift tickets at Mammoth Mountain, $89 for a one-day ticket or $79 for th a day for three consecutive days. By the way, that's less than last year's lift rates. I was in Mammoth uh, Mountain last winter, did a little skiing. It's a beautiful place. Uh, if you live in California, Northern California or Southern California, and plan to uh, frequent that ski resort, forget standing in line and having your uh, lift pass scanned. Get a My Mammoth Direct card. It's got an RFID chip embedded in it so you don't have to stand in line it'll just scan and you keep going and if you are a my mammoth member you also get free wi-fi at all the base lodges in the village at mammoth you can find more information at mammothmountain.com that's about all the deals i have uh time to give you today and i'm gonna have to unfortunately close down the radio show here at the jefferson hotel which the august uh, last august's travel and leisure magazine rated the seventh top small city hotel in the u.s and canada not bad because there are a lot of small city hotels in this country i want to thank uh give thanks to simone rathley and megan donahoe uh, donahue of donahoe Donahue, Donahoe, 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 uh, Donahoe of uh, Simone Inc. Also, thanks to the Jefferson's Hotels, uh, Hotels Alicia Rodriguez and Phil Wood, as well as all of our guests today. You can learn more about the Jefferson by going to its website, jeffersondc.com. And thanks to our engineer here in D.C., Evan Roberts, and Jeff Ryder in the home office. My executive producer is Anna Schofield. See you next week. listening to Rudy Max's World and as always you're hearing must hear radio on the SSI radio network